Hey guys, welcome back. It's episode 14 of the Weeboo Podcast. Just a quick update. This week's episode is going to be my second favorite topic. And I have my co-host Chris. And he's going to be helping me out with this one. And the topic of this week is isekai. So again, if you don't like isekai, feel free to skip it. You can wait till next week. Isekai is one of my favorite genres. It is one of the hottest genres out there right now. And we have a... A little bit of interesting questions we want to ask today and pose. Is this a bubble? Is isekai going to pop? Is this a fad? Is it a phase? What's our favorite isekai? There's a lot to discuss and we'll even touch on some of the isekai of this current season. We'll go into that and maybe some of our favorites of the past. So maybe just to give a little one everyone a heads up. There could be some spoilers because it is very difficult to talk about isekai without getting into the storyline and some of these plots so if there is an anime that you want to watch we'll have some spoiler alerts we'll make sure to make some comments about it but feel free to skip those sections but yeah chris let's uh get into it so tell me what is isekai and isekai my favorite genre <laughs> but okay i guess at the core of isekai if i i guess define it based on japanese e means different sekai means world so by definition it means different world so it, it is definitely surrounding a story that takes place in a different world from you know the real world that we live in right now or the world that the main character that or lives in so the main character is usually transported to this different world they have to figure out how to live in it there's a lot of different circumstances that come with all the different worlds that are a part of isekai i guess but yeah, it's a really popular genre right now. It's really, really big. And I feel like it's been pretty big for a while now, actually. But what do you look for in Isekai? Because I know you watch a lot of Isekais. I don't watch that much. I've watched a lot of the big names. But I don't dive into all the small ones and then try to find like the hidden gem or anything like that. But what, what do you look for when you watch Isekai? And what makes an Isekai show kind of good? So, like Chris mentioned, he gave a really good definition that it really comes down to other world. And you can have many different types of isekai. Just because it is a different parallel world, it's not always action-packed. It's not really a shonen. Sometimes they're a little slower paced. But really, in isekai, I think one of the benefits of an isekai is the plot development. And this is what, I, in my opinion, makes an isekai is usually because the characters are transported to another world or involve some type of new world, you yourself learn about this world as the MC or other characters also learn about the world. And I think for me, that's one important aspect of an isekai that you have to spend the first one to three episodes really diving into this new world, whether you're the MC, whether the show itself is explaining it. But for that is a very important starting point to any isekai is explaining this world and how it functions and learning the rules per se of that world. So I know with isekai, right, it's not necessarily, I guess, for every single isekai anime, the deepest of shows. So it's pretty entertaining to watch, but it doesn't go into, I guess, psychological themes or like dark or dramatic themes. It's more, I don't, I don't want to say lighthearted because at times it, it does get darker and a bit more serious, but it, it, for me at least, is more entertaining to watch than like, I guess, like thought provoking. But do you think that's 
pretty appealing for the isekai genre and, and is why people kind of come back to it because it's just easy to watch yeah definitely i think they are entertaining and very easy easy watches and i think it's easy to pick up and another thing like you mentioned very few isekais are long running anime right they are maybe one to two seasons with the exception of a few and they're easy to pick up easy to binge um that's another big point of them like a lot of people like to binge them so i think that's what draws people to isekai they don't have to pay too much attention beside the subtitles and it's just enjoyable yeah definitely for me too it's it's one of the easiest shows to watch besides i think re-zero which we've talked about on this podcast it wasn't that easy because re-zero is pretty deep and it is actually thought-provoking in, in certain aspects and a lot of dialogue so not as easy to watch as some of these other isekais i've watched but a lot of these other shows like really casual 13 episodes and then they're done they had to kind of get through all those 13 episodes pretty quickly. and Or it, it could just be like an episode-by-episode episode story where from each episode to episode, it's, it's like a new story that you get. So it's like much easier to watch on a weekly basis and much easier for me to watch casually. But do you remember when this isekai trend kind of started? Because I don't even know if I could pinpoint when isekai started to get big in Japan or get big in the U.S., but for for some reason, it's it's gotten big. <laughs> it just kind of came out of nowhere and then blew onto the anime scene. For example, like on Mal, isekai is not a genre, It's but it's very much considered a genre by anime fans, right? Do you, do you kind of know when it got really big slash is there a show that you could kind of think of that maybe made isekai really popular yeah now that you mention it the fact that there is no genre subtag for isekai is actually pretty shocking by now you would think a lot of people have heard of the term isekai and actually look for that when they're looking for anime but yeah going back to your point when did this get big when did it start I can't give an exact year. I can tell you for myself when I got interested into it, and maybe this is the case for a lot of people, and maybe this is the the turning point, was my favorite, not my favorite, but one of my favorite shows, Sword Art Online. And I think when first time seeing Sword Art Online, I mean, I don't even know if at that point I knew what an isekai was, but I loved the concept of just being in a different world and again going back to my point of learning about that world as the main character learns about it it was cool to see what about for you do you have a similar point and i think sort of online thinking back came out i think like 2011 maybe, or 2012 something like that right right around 2012 um i don't think it was it was definitely not the first isekai but it was the first one that i think i saw that i can think back on off the top of my head i have kind of a similar experience so like i've said before when i got back into anime sword art online was kind of kind of one of the first animes that propelled me back to watching because it was just entertaining it was just really entertaining to watch episode to episode for a new anime fan or a new anime watcher it's really easy to watch there's a lot of different aspects into in the show it's not that dark it's not serious it's not heavy it's just very casual to watch but at the same time, you kind of get invested into the world, invested into characters that are a part of the, the different world. But I think the show that kind of hooked me onto Isekai for a very short stint, because I, I'm not like a huge Isekai watcher, but No Game No Life was really entertaining to me. And that was probably one of the bigger animes 
at least around the time that I kind of started watching anime and a lot of my friends were talking about it. Obviously, I'm a gamer too, so I enjoyed kind of the different aspects of the of the show. A little disappointed that I never got a season two, although it got a movie, but the movie vibes are completely different from the show and that's like a whole different topic. But yeah, No Game, No Life, really, really big isekai that came came out back in the day and that kind of got me hooked into kind of just this like transport into another world kind of figure out the world as they go and really just dominate the world really that's a really interesting point um no game no life was re a really really good show and i wish it got more more uh adaptation is, is it based on a light novel or i actually don't know it might be based on a light novel and I think if No Game No Life came out maybe five years after, it probably would have gotten like a 24 episode run just because of how much, I guess, hype the isekai genre has. But at the time, I felt like it was still pretty fresh where it wasn't really defined as an isekai yet. It was just defined as a just another story around like the gaming concept. Right. And maybe going off that, that last word there, gaming. For some reason, a lot of these isekais start off with an MC being some type of neat or gamer in their previous life. Why do you think that is? I feel like that's kind of the audience that it appeals to. I don't, I don't want to like shoot any shots at anyone, but a lot of the people that watch isekai are probably the ones that are kind of just tucked away in their holes. I feel the shots. I feel the <laughs> shots being fired. I, I feel it. It hurts. He's, he's he's calling out the shots. It's more so uh, for people in Japan, I think. Like the people in that are in Japan that are needs that are that don't want, I guess, to go to the outside world and they want to live in this like 2D world or whatever or redo their life. That's what Isekai really is, right? It's really a chance for someone to redo their life or live a different life than what they originally had lived in the real world so i think the appeal is or the target audience is though are those kind of people that may want to relive their life or may want to live their life in the two-dimensional world yeah i don't know that's that's how i feel that's why i think that's why they do that right and and maybe to clarify the term neat right it's a definition that is really worldwide, but for some reason it's very tied to Japan. And it means not in education, employment, or training. And for some reason, it's very tied to Japan and has a negative connotation that, you know, younger people aren't contributing to their economy and, and so on. Um, never really liked the term, but it is interesting how it's used a lot in anime. Yeah, I think it's just a Japanese culture thing, you know. They're very serious about the workforce. They're very serious about working, con contributing to society, giving back to family, stuff like that. So it does have a negative connotation, which, which does feel bad, but it, it is a thing that just exists all over the world, and there's nothing negative about it. it. Just Sometimes it just happens, you know. I think in the end, sometimes those people that are in those situations may want like a do-over maybe something caused them to be in that situation and then isekai as a genre really is that because it gives the main character a chance for a do-over and i i want to talk about this later on in the podcast because i think th thematically it's pretty similar to some of these other shows that aren't necessarily isekai but get a chance to do 
a do-over and we see that in shows right now and in the current season with like tokyo revengers you go back in time to your eternity you come back to life also with the remake our our life you go back in time to redo your life's choices it's a theme that exists in other anime not within isekai but isekai does a better job in terms of kind of packaging it up in a more entertaining format so the audience can enjoy it really it's definitely part of the reason it's so enjoyable yeah i I definitely want to watch more but i guess going into kind of isekai more so in terms of like this phase that we have right we we've seen isekai come in we've seen it for a while now for as long as i could at least remember it's kind of been a genre or probably been around for at least five years maybe maybe a little less but do you think this is a trend that's gonna continue and i know last week we said shonen is for sure here to stay but is isekai really here to stay because there are some genres in the past something like mecha that was really really big when anime first came out back in the early 2000s in the 90s and that just phased out because it just didn't age well really but is isekai something that can age well or is it just really like a fantasy genre mashed up into a different format or is it just gonna be gone in the next 10 years truthfully i think this isekai phase is a fad and the reason i say that even though i love isekai i I watch isekai all the time i always have a list of isekai that i'm trying to get through is because eventually the storyline is going to get too repetitive. Right now, we're in the phase where repetitive is actually a good thing. People love seeing the same thing. They love seeing the new world. They love seeing overpowered main characters uh, in their next life. They love seeing this redo, this kind of, let let me try something different in this life. But I don't think Isekai has the longing impact that Shonen or maybe some of the other, you know, highly rated anime in history have had. And of course, some of these are always going to be rated very highly. They're always going to be in the top 50. And I'm talking the No Game, No Lives, maybe Sword Art Online, because it was the first of its kind, at least that really turned things around. But some of these, they're just going to be classified into a bucket. And man, I like digging through that bucket. But I don't know, for me, I don't think I can't see studios constantly putting out isekais for 10 years straight yeah i think it'll definitely be hard because thematically it is a bit repetitive but there have been shows that have kind of stood out to me even as a non-isekai fan where i will remember the story pretty well almost like a memorable shonen like i will for sure remember the story i'll remember the characters and everything that came with it probably five ten years out is there is there an isekai like that for you besides sword art or is this is it just more casual where you don't really have anything that kind of sticks to you like a fmab did with for shonen or like a jujutsu kaisen did for some people or demon slayer because i I could think of a couple which is kind of surprising actually (laughs) yeah there's always going to be a couple that i think i'm always going to remember re-zero because of how much like i don't like it even though the general population likes ReZero. I think because of that, I'm just going to remember it. Uh, of course, there's always Sword Art Online. 
Uh, I really like some of the the more recent ones, like Reincarnated as a Slime. It's ongoing. That's a season spring, summer 21 anime for all those out there. Definitely give it a watch. Um, but yeah, what are some for you? The one that sticks out to me was a show that I actually watched back in 2020 during COVID. And the show was probably came out like 2019 or something, probably a little earlier than when I watched it. But it's a show called Rising of the Shield Hero. And... Oh, great one. I don't know what it is about it, but I think it's it might be because I didn't watch that many isekai. And the one, the isekais that I have watched primarily ended up with the main character being ridiculously OP. Some being like some saint sent from some other world to come save this world that he's come to. But Rising of the Shield Hero isn't that. It's literally the complete opposite. And it was just like a nice twist, like a fresh twist to Isekai that I kind of enjoyed. And there's obviously another show ongoing right now called My Next Life as a Villainess, which kind of has the same themes where the person is in an Isekai format where they're not their hero, the hero of the show. But I haven't watched all of it, so I, I can't necessarily comment on uh, how good it will be or it, it is. But yeah, something about Rising of the Shield Hero just stuck with me. I, I'm not sure. Like, I don't think I'll give it a 10 out of 10 but i just enjoyed that they had a story that was a twist to the normal isekai story right and so maybe let's spend this time to maybe spend a few minutes talking about this anime so maybe a spoiler alert i won't try to get too much but rising of the shield hero is you know isekai transport to a new world i believe there's a couple of them who are transported and they all get some type of item that is regarded in, as a weapon. And the main character gets a shield. And for some reason, the shield hero is hated in this new world. So I would say one of the more interesting points about this compared to other isekai is the MC is actually more of a negative character. And I want to ask you, do you think that this appealed to you a bit more because it was different and that the MC, not only was he not overpowered, compared to a standard isekai but he was also a very negative pessimistic person the thing about the way they portrayed him in my opinion it is a more accurate representation of human nature and also with the other heroes as well so the way they portrayed the other heroes that are more so glorified the power kind of gets to their head eventually and that's usually what happens to humans if they're put in a position of power they take advantage of it they get a little cocky they get angry Sometimes when they lose that power, et cetera, et cetera. But with this guy, right? If you were any human and you were called to be the hero of this world that you're transported to, you obviously have high expectations of how you should be treated. You have high expectations for yourself, but then immediately the plot turns against him or he's not treated that way. And I think a lot of people, if they were in that position, would get either upset, angry, sad, any form of negative emotions, they will probably feel it. But I appreciated that they did that. It's more of a accurate representation, I think, of how people would respond to the situation. But he does go a little extreme at some points. So that might not be an accurate re representation, but obviously this is anime you got to over exaggerate some things to keep things entertaining so i'll give that a pass 
Yeah, that is true that it does show a bit of human nature and shows that there are a lot of people who out there, you know, might say something to your face but have an ulterior motive that kind of screws you over at the end of the day, right? <laughs> right, right. So. But you know throughout the entire show he has good intentions and like that yeah, comes out. he's a good out. guy. Yeah. It's just kind of sad that it's his life is just not the standard isekai, I'm a hero, I'm amazing. Like everyone bow down to me. But that's what I like about it. I don't know cuz I do like the no game no life. Obviously, where the two MCs are ridiculously overpowered, but there just comes a point where I watch ten of those. I'm just like, all right, I can't watch Kirito, then no game no life, and then go to like Javos reincarnation. All these people are just OP as hell and very fair. One thing though that we kind of talked about right before we got onto the podcast is we do say that or I actually kind of agree with you that Isekai is probably a fad and it'll probably phase out in the next five years or so. But we have seen it in actually a few shows that we probably, or at least we didn't know it was kind of Isekai in Spirited Away back in 2000. And also I watched Inuyasha and Inuyasha is pretty Isekai. And I really like Inuyasha. So maybe I'm just an Isekai fan. Maybe. I think everyone is an Isekai fan. There's always going to be isekai that people are going to enjoy. Um, and, and like you said, the redo, the redo scene, it's entertaining. I can't say that I've never sat down and, and always dreamt like, man, what would it be like if I just woke up in another world with some awesome power? Yeah, so do you think that is actually a theme that's just attractive to a lot of people? Not necessarily just for isekai, so kind of going back to this like reincarnation theme, right? There's... A, a lot of shows right now that have this theme where you could go either go back in time to redo a decision that you made or you could either go back in time to kind of change the course of the events that went on so that's i think something that a lot of people think about just on a daily basis like oh man what what if i went back to college and changed my major to this then i could have got this job and done this or oh dang if i actually took this sport more seriously when i was in high school Maybe I could have gone to college for it and then gone pro or whatever. But it's seen in a lot of anime. Is that something that's really appealing to you? And is that why Isekai is appealing to you? Truthfully, that is a really appealing aspect of my current like in anime. I think it's always interesting to see those different parallel worlds. I just love anime where you have those time, time skips and time kind of like back in time decisions, changes. Uh, see how that alters the future, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it's just really cool. It's really cool to see that. And I don't know. I'm really interested in it right now. And for Isekai, yeah, I do like to see people learn and the MCs kind of grow and maybe understand that what maybe some of the decisions they made their first time around in life or in their other world, you know, it almost is a learning moment where they learn and you kind of like get to grow with them as they kind of develop their own personality and character. Is it more entertaining for you to see that in like an isekai format? So they go to a different world or more entertaining for you to see that actually in this world. So you could kind of relate it back to your life. So something like Tokyo Revengers, right? That happens within the current world of Japan. Is that more appealing or is it just way more appealing for these MCs to go to a different world, have like the magical battles and all the fighting and just 
all the fantasy aspects of the show come into play. Yeah, so I love both both styles. I would actually probably more have more time and more enjoyment watching something in a different world. And the reason I say that is because though it's more fictional when you go to this these separate worlds and kind of live out another life, Tokyo Revenge is a bit more serious. You have to think about when they go back in time, how do those decisions actually affect the future? And that becomes a bit more heavy thinking. Whereas a different world, you kind of just are like, blank-minded and you just enjoy the moment and sometimes that like we, what we talked about earlier i just want an easy watch i don't want to have to think about what is he doing in like an earlier timeline to try and fix something in the later timeline yeah so i think to go off your point you know how we we just talked about how basically the needs go back into like a different world for isekai and that's usually the mc of the show i think for those people, they don't want to think about the real world, right? It doesn't make sense for them to kind of try to relive their life in the real world. Like they rather transport to a different world and kind of step away from thinking about the real world because they, they might be thinking about it every single day for 20 hours of the day trying to figure out what to do or what job to find or whatnot. So I think for a lot of people, it's a way more appealing to see Isekai in a different world because of that. Because it takes you away from the current your current situation in the real world and just puts your mind to something different and something more entertaining. But also gives you kind of that experience of reliving your life in someone else's shoes. Yeah, definitely reliving in someone else's shoes is is a big point you're making there. Because when you do that, you kind of can put up a mask between maybe some of the insecurities you had and i'm speaking in terms of anime characters and mcs you put up the mask of maybe some of those insecurities that you had in your previous life that you couldn't just overcome but when you kind of get into that different world you almost feel like you have nothing to lose and then that's what i like to see about these mcs grow and kind of change i'm actually the complete opposite so i actually like the reincarnation stories that happen in the current world so or it doesn't have to be just reincarnation, but it could be like time travel to something like Steins Gate, right? Steins Gate, Remake Our Life, Relife, all these shows. I enjoy that more because I could relate it, directly relate it to something that's happening in my life. But it's so damn entertaining to just watch an isekai mindlessly. I think, so I, I, t- I talked about Rising of the Shield here already, but another isekai I watched, I think during the winter 2021 season, maybe, or either fall or winter these past seasons was jobless reincarnation i don't know did you watch that i did not watch that okay because it's actually really entertaining i didn't think it would be that great and i know it was pretty hyped up at the time that it came out so i was like okay maybe i'll just like watch it so i had downtime and i just watched it that season and i was like oh this is this is pretty good like i i'm enjoying this show a lot more than i thought i would enjoy the show even though there's there's some aspects are just scuffed, but it's okay. I'll over, overlook those. But it, it it is just pure entertainment to watch some of these shows. Even though I like the mental and thought process that comes from watching something like Remake Our Life, where I could kind of tie it back to work or college or something more direct to my life. You're saying you kind of like it more when you can make those decisions that impact the current world, right? Does Vivi fall into that category with you? I know it's a little bit different, but... I think Vivi doesn't because Vivi doesn't necessarily do anything to change her own life. 
it basically changes how the world plays out. But I, I did like Vivi just for those aspects as well. But it, it is a bit different because I do I, for something like remake our life or real life. The main character themselves are going back to change a specific decision that happened in their life in order to live out their life better. Right. So like that's something like I think about way more. Let me ask you now. This is a this is a tough question for everyone listening. If you could pinpoint one point in your life that a decision you would change, would you be able to pinpoint something? If you, if someone asked you, like, what is one decision, one decision to go back in time that you would take, make a different decision? Do you have do you have a clear point in your mind that like, hey, I would have gone to this college instead. Hey, I would have dropped out of this this class. I don't know if I could get to like five or ten decisions, but at least like something like changing my college major or studying something else or taking my studies more seriously in order to get to a better college, something like that, or maybe just like where I worked really. <laughs> so stuff like that is just like things I think about. There are other t- other things I think about in terms of like sports or where I allocated my time, how I treated people, especially. I probably I actually think about that more than anything else, how I treated other individuals, where I may have like a regret of how I... Like one haunting memory or something that you're just like, I wish I could redo that. Yeah, exactly. So that memory probably had lasting effects on whoever, you know, I affected with those actions or there were other dominoes that probably fell with those. So then... It would have been interesting kind of for me to see how that would have played out if things had gone differently. But yeah, it could have been a butterfly. Could always be a butterfly effect, right? You never know. Like, yeah, you kill a butterfly and the world ends. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll pinpoint that exact time where I killed a butterfly and then go back to it. So I don't do anything. But yeah, that for for sure for me is more entertaining i guess in a thought-provoking way because i do like shows that make me think a lot more than watching something aimlessly but there's there's just times where i just want to sit there and not think about anything just watch something really entertaining and that's when i go to isekai usually yeah same with me i think like especially late at night uh end of a long work day it's enjoyable to just sit down and watch some isekai and you know relax but let's get into another topic of isekai now reverse isekai so chris i know you have seen some of these as well can you kind of give us uh, an explanation and maybe explain what the difference is between standard isekai and reverse isekai yeah so this is a term i just made up i don't even know if this is the actual term but (laughs) reverse isekai to me is the other way around so if a character from another world comes to this current world so something that I can think of in this current season is like Kobayashi sounds dragon made where the dragons are in this current world or uh, devil is a part-timer where the devil comes to the current world to live his life in this real world. So something like that. And also we talked about how phase zero could potentially be a reverse isekai if we looked at it from Saber's perspective or Archer's perspective, right? Because they're transporting to this world in order to fulfill their duties. I think, think it's actually really interesting because i do think there are quite a bit show or a lot of shows that are like this also but they don't really show it from the perspective of the person that's coming to the real real world except like devil is a part-timer it usually shows it from like mc that's in the current world but 
meet someone from somewhere else. Right. And do you have a preference between the two? Like, if we could have just as many reverse isekai as we do a standard isekai per these definitions, is there one you would prefer more? Or do you think they're relatively the same? It's just maybe a different different MC because there's always like going to a different world. The MCs usually can get some type of power, or they're in some world that defies our standard gravity and physics and and whatnot. But reverse isekai would technically mean that you have to kind of obey human physics and and the current world we live in yeah so you make a good point there Uh, so i was gonna say that i don't think there could be as much reverse isekais as regular isekais purely by the fact that you would just run out of things you you can't create infinite settings with tokyo japan but you can create infinite settings (laughs) if you're going to a different world right so it's just there's only so much you can do, but something like Devil is a Part-Timer was so entertaining to me just watching it because it was a fresh take on Isekai, and I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was fun. And even something like Psyche K, although he doesn't come from a different world, it's funny to see someone who doesn't have like human restrictions li- try to live by the rules that the humans live by. And yeah, it's just funny to me, but there's just a limitation in terms of how much you can do with that all the isekai creators they can create thousands and thousands and thousands of worlds pretty much like marvel movies just keep creating a new marvel galaxy have an intergalactic war la 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 make a bunch of money that's what isekai really is it prints money because you can create so many different situations with it right and i don't read i mean manga in terms of like the physical books, I've never been to a store. I would assume there's a section of books labeled isekai and it's probably massive. I actually don't know. And I, I go to bookstores whenever I go back to Japan. I go to bookstores and I just kind of stand there and just read at whatever se- section that I choose. But that ends up usually being like shonen or shoujo because I just need to do like a lot of catch up reading in terms of manga. But I haven't really seen isekai, but I'm sure it's there. But I do know a lot of the isekais are light novels too, right? Right, right. Yeah, a lot of them are light novels and they're based off fiction. And and I think that's why a lot of these ideas are coming out. But it doesn't make sense. I don't think everyone just started writing isekai in the last like, couple of years, but maybe they did. But definitely the adaptations and the anime has definitely been one of the highest percentage of anime being put out in the recent years. And I, and I have read... Some production companies or competitions say, like, I do not want to read another isekai as they debate what their next anime is going to be. And kind of going back to our discussion earlier, we've seen themes of isekai really early, right? What Spirited Away, that was 20 years ago almost. Makes me feel really old now, but... So Spirited Away, is it an isekai? I think it is because the main character gets literally transported into the spirit world and has to live her life in the spirit world thematically it it is isekai because you're in a different world but she doesn't get like op skills or powers or anything like that she's just trying to live her life trying to save her parents and that's what it is so so spirited away might be one of the mo- the first isekai put out but i don't even think the toy the term was coined when spirited away came out exactly so i, I was gonna say that at that point, we had themes of isekai already 
existing in the anime genre and even going back to like inuyasha where we saw kind of themes of that where they go to like the inuyasha world but it was never coined as isekai till really recently i don't even think it was coined as isekai when sword Art online came out and once they coined it as isekai for whatever reason they just paved this way for this massive genre to be created so much content in terms of light novels manga shows I, d- I don't know what happened but we've seen it for a long time but for some reason something just triggered this like domino effect and just broke open this whole new genre of anime yeah and and it's funny you say that because it's a completely new genre and there's no clear definition on mouse so if you start watching it without reading anything about it and you realize it's an isekai i mean i think you you just like it's another one yeah it's an isekai <laughs> it's an isekai it's an isekai <laughs> that's gonna that's that's the love it it's an isekai you already know that's literally me every single season ah uh, uh yes how a realist rebuilt the kingdom ah uh, it's an isekai <laughs> That, that those are the that's the messages I get from Chris when he's like, "Have you seen this?" I'm like, "No, it's an isekai." <laughs> <laughs> just just entertaining, fun question here. But out of all the isekais you've watched, or if you could make an isekai up, is there one that you would have wished you could have been a part of? So the problem with a lot of isekais is you're stuck in a different world. There's no going back, right? Or it's sort of a line where you're literally going to die if you don't make it out. So, is there a specific world I would want to, or a storyline I'd want to be a part of? That's a tough question, because it's either you're stuck, it's either you literally died in your previous life, and that's your new life. But if I could just be in the world itself, like maybe just be a part of it, but I I can go in and out. I love the whole point system of essentially gaining experience and leveling up through your life depending on what you do so you basically want to live out a jrpg as your life i want to i want to i want to grind like basically live the life where you grind get to the top and become op i don't want to have to grind for like 300 years like uh that one anime that came out recently i maxed out my level by killing slimes for 300 years oh yeah (laughs) oh man I don't think I could I could go to an Isekai and have to kill slimes for 300 That's years. That's a lot of happy. years to live. That's a lot of slimes to see, too. I guess going off that point, though, do you think we wouldn't enjoy Isekai if we didn't play video games? Because a lot of these Isekais are thematically kind of RPG-like, almost, where you're in this new world, you get a pack of team members, essentially, that have these skill sets and can do X, Y, and Z. And you travel the world in order to save the world. It's pretty similar to a lot of video games. And for an audience member that doesn't play video games, do you think that's appealing to them? Or they'll just get confused? And I say that because I, when I originally watched Sword Art, or I rewatched Sword Art recently with my girlfriend, she was just like, uh, I don't get this and that what is a guild why are they traveling in packs why do they have to go to what's dungeons a, what's a dungeon boss yeah, like, what's the dungeon what are drops yeah what are drops <laughs> what, what are these treasure chests that they're getting <laughs> like stuff like that and it's just things that we just 
it's a common knowledge almost that we get from playing a lot of video games. But for an audience member that doesn't play, it's really hard to follow. Yeah, definitely. That's a really interesting point because a lot of the terminology is from games and specifically RPG games. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't think I would like Isekai as much if I didn't understand games or if I didn't play games at all. It just wouldn't be appealing to me. Um, but having said that, there are Isekai that don't always involve that type of system. But like you said, most of them do. And it is hard to relate to that anime if you can't understand the struggles and kind of the small, the small jokes and points that they have that are really gaming related. And that's why they are always related to neats and otakus because they tend to have that experience from their previous life in gaming. I mean, there's some things that aren't even as obvious as Sword Art Online because Sword Art Online itself is a game, right? It takes place in, in a video game. But other there's other isekais where it's just like, I leveled up this ability by reading this book or talking to this person. It's, it's pretty video game-like, but it's not really a video game. And... I could see how that would be really hard to follow if someone had never played an RPG or an MMO or anything video game-like, really. And I think everyone's going to have some different opinions on that, but I think for most people, they would agree that if... To be dropped in a world, a parallel world, you would want to understand that world at least somewhat. No one wants to go into and enter a new world and have to redo everything, except not as a kid. Anyways, going into maybe leaving my ideal isekai, do you also want to go? Would you also want to be in a gaming type isekai? Would you rather be in something more along the lines of a little more realistic? Yeah, so so this is, I guess, my only <laughs> contribution here to this isekai podcast. But there's a, a show called Nobunaga Concerto or Concerto. I don't know how to say it. But it's a semi-isekai where the guy gets transported to the world of Japan back in kind of the industrial age or like when they were samurai and stuff like that. And I haven't watched the anime. I've watched, read the original content and I've also watched the J-drama for it. But it's really interesting in terms of... How I guess learning Japanese culture, learning how the samurai lived, all the all the different aspects of, I guess Japanese culture. I just wasn't sure where like it stemmed from. It kind of taught me that, and also it's just really entertaining. And it's hilarious trying to see someone from the current age like try to live in like the fifteen hundreds, for example. I don't I don't know if that's at that exact years, but I would want to live in a situation more like that than a situation like sword art where it's a video game also i don't want to die so yeah i don't think anyone wants to live infinitely they don't want to be they don't want to be in a world where there's a high chance of death <laughs> yeah exactly but i mean i might just die to like the samurai and the ninjas or the assassins that kind of lived back in the the old age but it, it's a really interesting show and i don't think a lot of people will like it and also i think the animation in terms of the anime format is a bit unique it's not your typical animation. So I could see a lot of people just not watching it. But just from my understanding of the content and also my understanding of or me watching the, the drama, it's it was such an entertaining drama and content that probably one of my favorites that I've seen for sure. 
Cool. Yeah, I've never actually heard of that one. I'm gonna have to look it up. Yeah, it's like it's like really low key, but it's it's really just interesting to see Japan back in the day. And I like shows like that. So something like Ruroni Kenshin. I I really like Ruroni Kenshin. And just shameless plug, but Netflix just came out with a live action movie and it was just really good. So yeah, I really just like stuff like that. So would like to transport into that just to see what it's like to live in it. Is this why Demon Slayer? Yeah, that's exactly kind of floats your boat. Yeah, that's exactly why I like Demon Slayer because I really like kind of older Japanese worlds just to learn more about it. Slash, like the samurai are just cool, man. <laughs> like Demon Slayer is just cool. Demon Slayer is a really cool um, anime. And, yeah, I mean, I really you know, like Bleach speaking... too. Oh, Bleach was great. Demon Slayer Uniqlo. I think they're putting out a new line in August or September. Uh, so everyone should be on the lookout for that if you want to pick up a Demon Slayer shirt. Last time they sold out really fast, so that's gonna be my advice for the day. Hey, everyone could get <laughs> ready for season two, right? <laughs> what the merch? They're ready with the merch. All right. I mean, that's all I really have for the isekai portion. But is there anything you want to wrap up with? And also, did you watch anything this week that was kind of interesting to you, or I guess how was your your weekly summer twenty twenty one? watch schedule yeah so this week i really spent a lot of time catching up on one of the animes i missed last season and we mentioned it chris has mentioned it it was vivi i had to watch it i wanted to make sure i got it out of the way before i just forgot it so i spent most of my time watching it i did finish vivi really liked it and kind of going back to that time skip i don't know if we touched on vivi too much in the past episodes but i definitely don't think it's as good as 86 uh but it's definitely up there, it's a 7. I would give it a 7. Maybe 7-1. Enjoyable. Uh, I love anime with singing in it anyway, even though the singing in it was hit or miss, but overall really good anime. And then I did watch a couple of the others. I'm starting to watch a lot of these smaller, lesser known anime this season. And one I want to touch on is Sarai Gensoki. I think it's Spirit Chronicles. It is an isekai. And since this is an isekai episode, I should mention it. Because the main character, which I mentioned last, I think I mentioned it last week, but the MC, uh, as he time skips, he ends up being voiced by Kirito. So, you know, for those who know that Kirito usually plays OP MCs, this could be the one for you. This could be the sleeper one for you. But anyways, uh, that's one I've been watching. And maybe to touch on some others, Chris, for you can probably name out some of the other ones in the Spring 21 season. I think you've watched a couple of them. Yeah, or do you mean Summer 21? Yeah, sorry, the Summer 21 list. So for Summer 21, I think this week for me, um, I, I've been watching everything that I said I've been watching. So I I think I don't know if I really had a highlight this week. I thought all the episodes were pretty flat and normal. It just felt like episode four, you know, where they had to come out for the heat for episode one to three to hook you, and they like kind of let it die a little bit, and then okay. it'll come out with the heat again. But I'm really just enjoying remake our lives still, and I think Aquatope is really good. And I guess this is this is an isekai podcast, so I did watch How a Realist hero rebuilt the kingdom up to episode four and i don't hate it but i don't love it i don't know i don't know how i feel about it yet it's not in my like drop warning yet there's a few anime that's like just 
are hitting that <laughs> <laughs> drop threshold. It's, it's re- reaching real close, but we might get to them next week. Yeah, we can start off with that next. Week. Oh yeah, definitely. But how a realist hero rebuilt the kingdom? It's not there yet, but I don't have the same feeling I got when I watched uh, Rising of the Shield Hero or Jobless Reincarnation. So, and unfortunately, those are the two isekai I watched last. So it's a bit disappointing in that regard. But I think To Your Eternity is also picking up a little bit. So. But still kind of slow, surprisingly. So I'm kind of losing hope. You know, maybe it's a play because for everyone who's a little out of touch with the real world, (laughs) the Olympics are going on in Tokyo. So maybe everyone needed a slow episode so everyone could focus on the opening ceremony in Tokyo. It could be. That could be why. It did feel like all the episodes I watched this week were really slow. Yeah, I don't know. There wasn't a one episode where i watched it i was like wow this was insanely good and that includes even like sunny boy i watched episode two and i didn't think to myself wow that was insanely good so (sighs) all i could hope for is a better episode and then definitely give a little short list of the anime that are hitting that drop threshold oh but i did binge watch b stars and I'm almost done, but it's pretty good so far. Nice, nice. All right. We'll have to hear that. wait for that update next week. Um, and for those wondering, next week, our topic is going to switch around a bit. We're going to do a bit of a 180, and we're going to go into romance. Oh, yes. I won't say more than that. We'll get into that next week. Any closing comments? Because I have one. I don't know if you had one as well. No, you go for it. Go for it. All right. Well, me and Chris were talking today. We were watching Love Olympics, and everyone needs to go watch this Taco Bell commercial. Taco Bell shameless plug right here. Oh, yeah. It's funny. <laughs> we have to mention it because it is not a standard Taco Bell commercial. And I'll leave it at that. Yeah, just look up Taco Bell commercial and you'll be pleasantly surprised. So, oh, yeah, definitely. But yeah, definitely fun podcast. Talk about Isekai, even though I'm not like a fan. I think it's, it is a really important genre for anime in general although there are some controversial things i didn't bring up today but maybe i'll, I'll bring it up at a later point <laughs> really excited to see how it, how it plays out for the next five years and if it is a fad i'm kind of interested to see what the next fad is so that would be interesting maybe one of these days we can take our bets on it we'll bet lunch or something maybe some taco bell <laughs> <laughs> all right that'll do it for this week guys thanks for joining all right see you guys on the romance episode peace out we booze see ya